All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for today, no introduction needed, but I'm still gonna give him one anyway, Larry Kendall. Larry, thank you so much for taking the time. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you inviting me on, and I appreciate you doing this program because you're making a huge difference thank in you. our industry, and so uh, thank you very much. Did you hear that, everybody? I'm glad this is being recorded because <laughs> that is a huge compliment from this man. But Larry, you have done so much in your career and continue to into the real estate industry and your field and made such a huge impact out there. Everybody knows it, but I can't wait to really just dive deeper and really share your story, tools, tactics, thought processes for you as the man, as the professional, and the man behind Ninja, and so much more. So uh, I guess without further ado, if you're ready, let's just jump sure. in. Sure, yeah, you bet. Uh, so let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I grew up in Kansas, a small town, okay. Council Grove, Kansas. Um, and I went to Kansas State University. I played rock and roll there, and that's how I paid my way through college. Killer, okay. And I met my wife that way. Love and it. we've been married 51 years. Congratulations. So, <laughs> that's a milestone. That's a milestone. Um, I was in ROTC, so I went in the Army. Okay. Uh, I was a captain in the uh, Army Security Agency. <laughs> and I was stationed in Germany on a mountaintop wow. uh, overlooking the Czech border. And we, fell, we lived in a little mountain village, and we fell in love with the mountains <laughs> and said, hey, when we go back to the United States, let's move to Colorado. So... <laughs> Uh, we came out to Colorado, and um, I have an MBA, so I figured somebody's going to hire me. Yeah. But there was a recession. Nobody was hiring. Hmm. So if you want to live in Colorado and you can't find a job, what can you always do? Sell real estate. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You <laughs> so, hear it here, everybody. <laughs> so I, I got a real estate license until I could get a real job. Wow. And uh, what I discovered was I really enjoyed it. Hmm. And so that was... 1973, so 47 years in Unreal. real estate. Real. Yeah. And when you're talking about 47 years, there's been so much adjustment, so much change to consumers and <laughs> yeah. mindset and the business itself. I want to rewind a little bit on that initial thought. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you told the joke, and there's some truth to that. Like, what do you do in the meantime you join real estate? But what was your thought process? Why real estate, Larry? I mean, when you were thinking back then, why jump into that? Because there's so many other things you can do. You know, do. It, it's, this is kind of a silly thing, but yeah. uh, when I was in, in my MBA program, I was uh, in a managerial accounting class, and my accounting instructor, we were going through depreciation, okay. and we were depreciating plants and equipments and, and so on. Hmm. I said, can you depreciate real estate? And he says, oh, yeah. I said, hmm. really? You can depreciate an appreciating asset? Hmm. He says, yeah. I said, is that legal? <laughs> He says, yeah. Fair question. <laughs> I said, well, then I think I'm going to go into real estate. I mean, at that time, I didn't know that I was going to go into real estate. Right. But I always thought real estate was a great investment and mm -hmm. that, you know, I wanted to be in that business. Sure. And so when I couldn't find a job, I thought, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Hmm. So I got my real estate license and started out. Unreal. Yeah. And, and, and the rest is history. And again, going through the process through your real estate career and, and, and going through to the point you are today... Can you guide everybody through to the, the, the changes in your life and, and obviously, uh, you know, being a founding partner of the group and sure. obviously the, the man behind Ninja Selling. So what, what was the process in your career to those? Uh, well, I, I think that when I got the real estate license, um, 
you know, I, I knew I needed training, so I went down to Denver to a big sales rally. Okay. And uh, they had all the big names of the day were there, all the titans of the day. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I love it. And I came home that night, I said to my wife, Pat, I said, man, I don't know if I can do this. And she says, why do you say that? And I said, well, that day I was taught what I call depression era selling. Uh, bone crushing closes, manipulation, uh, you have to have 10 no's to get your first yes. You, wind, you, you grind them down, they buy or they die. Mm. Um, <laughs> I had one, one guy said, when you get out of your car and you walk up to the house, you have to prepare your mindset. And your mindset is this. The people in that house have my money in their pocket. Oh, my god! And so it was, <laughs> this is crazy. It was old school. Yeah, sure, sure. And I said, I, I want to do this, but I've got to find a different way to do it. Hmm. And finding the different way is what led to Ninja Selling. Unreal. So that's that was kind of the start or the inspiration. And 1976, we started the group, hmm. real estate company. It's an employee-owned company. There were 12 of us then. There's 300 of us now. Hmm. And uh, the group has been our laboratory all these years. We right. try stuff out here, and if it works, we we teach Ninja. We've been teaching Ninja now for 26 years. Okay. So quite a bit of time going yeah. through. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're in the headquarters of Ninja and the group, an absolutely gorgeous facility, everybody. So we're in a, a conference room right now, but absolutely spectacular um, just through and through. So uh, if you haven't been down here, you got to come and check it out. And the training facility is spectacular. We did a, a quick uh, Instagram and Facebook story before we went live down there. just showed a little bit, but awesome place for sure. Well, thank you. Great energy. Um, so with Ninja and a little bit more about that, um, you have core principles and or the, the four real core portions. And correct me if I'm wrong, Larry. Right, right. Apologize. No, you're right. But if you could share with everybody out there um, really a little bit more information about Ninja Selling. Sure. Just to that before we you know keep diving deeper into it. Yeah, you bet. So uh, kind of the four uh, principles of Ninja Selling. Principle number one is to stop selling mm. because people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. Right. And uh, the science of it is inside of us we have a little scanner that's going off every five seconds. Hmm. And uh, it's asking uh, two questions, am I safe or am I in danger? Hmm. And if the, the scanner goes off and you feel that you're in danger, you want to get away. Mm -hmm. So when somebody feels like they're being sold, their first reaction is to get away, right? to run away. And we start chasing. Hmm. Uh, if they can't get away because you have them trapped in the house or in the car, then they put up their shield. Hmm. And so one of the principles of Ninja is never set off the scanner. Love it. So, uh, now one way to not set off the scanner is never engage anybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, not the most <laughs> effective way, but you could do and that. I, and what I say is I, I've never found a, a successful hermit. <laughs> there okay. you go. So, uh, maybe there's one out there, but we don't know. So, what we teach is a way to engage and to be very successful and at the same time, never put your customer or your client mm -hmm. in the position of feeling pressure. Okay. And if they never feel pressure, they'll never feel the need to run away from you mm. or put up a shield or to reject you. Right. So what I always ask our students is, would you like to know a, a very simple way to sell real estate, be very successful, mm. and never put yourself in the position of being rejected? Mm. Because that's one of the biggest fears that, that salespeople have. Sure. And it's one of the things that keeps them from practicing what they've been taught. Mm. But if they know, hey, I could do this and I'll never be rejected, they're more likely to do it. Right. Well, so that, that was that was the first principle. Okay. Okay. Second principle is how do you generate business? Mm -hmm. How do you generate business in a way that doesn't set off the scanner? In mm -hmm. a way that doesn't you know uh, 
don't, people don't feel like they're being sold. So we teach right. a, uh, our business strategy is built around uh, relationships okay. and building a relationship and a referral business. Mm-hmm. Um, the third principle is being customer centric. Okay. Knowing how the customer thinks, mm-hmm. their decision strategies, their uh, learning modality, their personality, um, and then <laughs> basically matching that. Love it. And then the final uh, uh, principle is the principle of mastery, hmm. of being committed to being the very best you can be. Love that. And, so. and I think that, as you know, Larry, and you're obviously a part of that group as well, is really making that commitment and putting the work in and, yes. and taking the time to really mold yourself and, and, and become that master. It doesn't happen overnight, but um, having the proper guidance, I think, is important. I love the... The thought process of the second principle, I know that there's so many professionals out there that are watching or listening to this right now, and they're thinking, yes, you know, I'd really love to be able to generate business without feeling like I'm trying to corral everybody, that I'm trying to uh, reach out after everybody, but letting the people more so come to them, right. the right people. And, I mean, your principles and breakdown of that is fantastic, and we're just barely scratching the surface, everybody. There's tons of information. I'll have links down below so that, again, you can engage with Larry directly, check out Ninja Selling um, and the website because there's there's courses, there's trainings. And can you tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that you check out uh, ninjaselling.com. Okay. And uh, we offer kind of our, our uh, main course is a, what's called the Ninja Installation. It's a four-day course. Okay. And day one <clears throat> is about mindset. Uh, day two is about how you generate business. Mm-hmm. Day three is how to work with sellers, and day four is how to work with buyers. Wow. So um, yeah, that's the per- and you know, uh, Greg, you mentioned uh, principle number four, mastery. Mm-hmm. That's where what you're doing ties in because one of the ways you achieve mastery is to study masters, study the best, mm-hmm. and uh, you're providing that for everybody. It's Amazing. Well, thanks, Larry. And again, as we discussed kind of before we went live, I mean, the, there's so many things that you could be doing and the fact that you're sharing your knowledge and, and your information with, with the world and the Titan Nation out there. I mean, I know everybody's super excited and grateful for it, just as I am. Uh, but it is it is a, an awesome opportunity to be able to hear and see the best of the best and their perspectives and sure. how they do what they do and why they do what they do. So um, thank you, everybody, for your support and love. But we'll keep moving on here with Larry. So, Larry, I want to shift gears on this question because I find this to be extremely informative for everybody out there just to get to know you a little bit deeper. Sure. So the next question is, what's your why, Larry? What motivates you? What excites you? every day to do what you do to the level that you do it at? You know, when I started out being married and having a 10-month-old daughter, it was survival. Mm. Love this. <laughs> I, I totally understand. Yeah, you know, it, it was to go out and learn the business and sell real estate enough to make a living and and support my family. I mm. mean, that was uh, that was my why. My family was, yeah. and you know, that was the uh, way it started. <clears throat> at this stage of my life, uh, having... Uh, Achieve some success with our real estate company and mm-hmm. with Ninja. Uh, now it's it's a legacy work for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, how can I change lives, uh, change careers, and change the sales industry. I think what mm-hmm. we have with Ninja could actually change how people sell real not just sell real estate but sell. Oh, agreed. And uh, so change lives, change careers, change the sales industry. That's my why right now. Mm-hmm. We really measure that by how many students we are impacting each month. Okay. And it's about a thousand a month right now. Well, and and that's huge because it's not just locally here in Colorado or in the United States. I mean, it's international. It's it's, right. it's out of the U.S. And yeah, we taught four classes last year in New Zealand. Uh, we've taught in Spain. We do quite a bit of work in in uh, Canada. Oh, great. So uh, yeah, we're 
we've got 14 instructors that are out, uh, so I'm not doing it all, which is uh, I couldn't leverage and scale by myself. Sure. So they're really important part of this. Love it. Yeah. And there's some amazing people. And I know a few of them, a couple shout outs, you know who you are. A couple yeah. Titans have been featured on this uh, through this man's uh, guidance and training as well. But so let's shift gears into one of the actual crowd pleasers of this particular series. It's the, uh, the portion of everybody wants to learn from the Titans and uh -huh. how they're growing and scaling their business and takeaways, tools, tactics, things like that. So Larry, if you could look back at your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things, or more, wherever you want to go, uh -huh. that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next. What's that look like for you? In real estate, I think it started with uh, forming the group. Okay. And forming it as an employee-owned company, which attracted and kept some amazing top producers. Hmm. Uh, it was really started with 12 top producers. Okay. And, um, uh, that was kind of the key, uh, one of the, uh, as I look back on the, kind of the key things in my life, mm -hmm. uh, that was one. Um, we ended up getting some uh, national attention because of our productivity. Okay. And that led then to people asking, well, how do you do it? How do you become the most productive real estate company in America in terms of transactions per agent? Sure. And I said, well... I, I can show you what we do. <laughs> sure. And I, I'll never forget this. I was asked mm. to teach this first course. And they said, what are you going to call your course? Mm. And I said, uh, I'm going to call it Ninja Selling. Okay. And, and not to stop that, but I'm sure there's lots of people who want to know. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do know. Why Ninja Selling? What, what was the reasoning behind that name? <clears throat> well, this was back in uh, 1994, and it was just starting to be the, the uh, age of the mega broker. Okay. And teams were starting to come in as well, but the mega broker. And what I, I knew, and I had met a lot of these mega brokers, was that they were making a lot of money, but they were also uh, paying a price physically uh, uh, with their relationships and so on. And we had a young man in our company who had very high income, but he was only working about 20 or 30 hours a week. That's great. And his nickname was The Ninja. Uh, and, and it was Jim Dunlap, Jimmy okay. D. And I thought, you know, maybe this is a role model for more people. Mm -hmm. You know, they go to these conferences and they see that huge producer. Oh, yeah. And they say, you know, I don't know if I can do that. Mm -hmm. Well, but could you do this? Mm -hmm. Let me offer you an alternative. You know, if you don't want to build a, a large team or you don't want to make that kind of commitment. Sure. Uh, here's another way. Here's another path for you. Wow. And so... Uh, I thought he might be a, a role model for the industry, so yeah. that's why I called it Ninja Selling. I love that and agree. It's catchy. Yes, it is. And, and all the way through and through, I think that, that we're looking for the right role models. And there's so many professionals and high producers, and we've had so many on the show as well. And they really are burning it at both ends. And yeah. the balance just isn't there. They're, they're up at 5 o'clock. They're in bed at midnight. They get yeah. a few hours of sleep, and they do that seven days a week. And when people approach them and they say, I want to learn from you, I want to be like you, are you really sure? Yeah. Are you really sure you want to do what yeah. I do? And th there's not a lot of balance there. Right. So influencers like that, um, and again, you encapsulating that for Ninja Selling for everybody out there to learn and grow from is brilliant. And it's really, really wonderful. We have some really very high producers and teams that have come through Ninja. And they're not here to increase their, their production. Sure. They want to maintain altitude. What they want to do is find a life. Mm -hmm. And how can I maintain that production and have more time? Sure. And, uh, and we've, got some, we've got some things that help people do that. So uh, I remember uh, I was asked to uh, moderate a panel of okay. 
uh, four top producers uh, in, a, in a region. Uh, sure. And um, so I ask each one of them, tell me how you start your day. Hmm. Three out of the four started their day uh, with their iPad. Interesting. That was in bed with them. Hmm. Now, why do you think the iPad was in bed with them? <laughs> For response time, I mean business. What do you think they were doing right before they fell asleep? Emailing, texting, yeah. I mean, they responding. were working basically every every waking moment. Every waking moment. They were, yeah. yeah. Wow. So. That's unreal. And I know that there's so many producers that will do the complete opposite, and they'll look at it and say that that isn't the way that I should be starting my day, or any yeah. of my day's response time. It should be the complete opposite. You should be yeah. refreshing. You should be you, and, you know, whether it's meditation, spending time with family, right. really clearing your head and learning. There's so many different facets to that, yeah. and, and there's so many takeaways. But um, one, one of the poster children for for this is a, a woman named Corey Whitaker. Okay. And Corey's up in the Seattle area. When I first met her, she had a very nice business going. She was making $250,000 a year and mm-hmm. was doing great. She came through our four-day ninja installation. The next year, she made $700,000. Wow. Then the next year, she broke a million. Mm-hmm. And she's broken a million in income every year for five years. And I had dinner with her, and she said, you know, it's easier for me to make a million a year being on purpose mm-hmm. than to make $250,000 a year being on accident. Oh, I love that. And so it's having systems. Yeah. And I think that when you're looking at, and correct me if I'm wrong there, because you know, and you're in touch with so many different producers from all over the world, yeah. but looking at it from this day and age to leveraging and systematizing yes. and, and really having that balance of kind of key, key metrics. And there's so many professionals that, that really try to hone in and do everything themselves, and it's hard to let go and hard to really leverage their knowledge into other professions and people. and. Um, but to me, I, I find that to be extremely important and extremely valuable. That individual you had mentioned, very unlikely to go from 250 to seven to over a million consistently without leveraging, right. without really adding systems and putting those in place. Um, but you know, again, we all need professionals such as yourself and your team to really help guide because not everybody uh-huh. knows that. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Right. So yeah, but I just I think that's fascinating, and I know that everybody's really just getting super jazzed and excited about this information. And, and again, there's so much out there. Please reach out to Larry and 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 the team here, um, and just get in touch and have any questions. There's so much information out there, and we could go on and on and on about that. But before we move on to the next question, Larry, is there any other thing um, that we didn't cover as far as growing well, and scaling? Yeah, I think I think it started with uh, the group. Yes, and then it, that led to ninja selling. Mm-hmm. And then that led to meeting Howard Brenton okay. and Star Power. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with Howard, but uh, he had built an organization of top producers throughout the U.S. and Canada. Okay. And I was able to uh, teach in his Star Power University wow. and, uh, and, and, and work with a lot of those very high producers and document mm. really what they were doing. What I noticed was certain patterns okay. were the same. Now, they had very different personalities. They were in very different markets. Mm-hmm but they were following certain routines that were similar. Hmm. And I documented those, and then that is what led them to kind of the next level of ninja selling. Okay. We already had ninja selling, but really putting it in the form of a system hmm. where you could give it, you could hand it to somebody and say, if you do this, you'll get predictable results. Hmm. And uh, so I think that was a breakthrough as well. And really just taking those in steps and stages and, and really yeah. um, understanding the opportunity to, to help others right. and to grow. And then in turn, the more people we help, the more successful we are as well. And, exactly. Um, you have an amazing book right here oh. that, that's sitting on the table that we can't see right now. But um, this is absolutely incredible. And 
you know, so it's right now on it's on Amazon. You can get this in so many different places on your main website. Yes. But um, you know, snatch this up. Uh, but so where did this come about? So as you were kind of going through the process, when was the book solidified and then put out there to the market? The system uh, was built, and then we began to test it first of all in our company, and then we started teaching it. Okay. And started and I and I taught it uh, with with uh, in the Star Power program, mm -hmm. but. Um, the book itself, I started writing it in 2007, okay. and um, but didn't really get serious about it until about 2015. Sure. And so it kind of had bits and pieces. And uh, from the time I signed the uh, contract with the publisher till we had the book in our hand was about three years. Wow, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, and one of the principles, uh, Greg, is that um, time is so valuable to all of us. Mm -hmm. And you talk about leverage and how do you scale and so on. One of the things is the is the Pareto's principle, hmm. which is the principle of of the vital few, okay. which is twenty percent of what you do gives you eighty percent of your results. I so, I have been on a mission for basically forty years hmm. to identify those vital few. Wow. There's a lot of ways to do this business, sure, but what are the ways that will give you the biggest return for your time and your money? Hmm. And let's just focus on those because. We don't have time to do everything that's out there. Right. You know? And so uh, that's what the book basically documents mm. the vital few and puts okay. it into a system. Best-selling book, everybody. I don't want to stress this enough. <laughs> Take a look at it. It's out there. We'll have links in the comments down below so you can see what's going on I should on mention right now we're having trouble uh, keeping Amazon supplied. They ran out again. We just sent them another 3,000 books. Good problem uh, to have. This week. <laughs> So they should have books in the next few days. Okay. So and be, they're running be a special right now on their uh, electronic version. Oh, very cool. 99 cents. Can't beat it. Going through. Now, is there an audio book? So like on Audible or anything along those lines, or is that in the works? The audio book is done. Okay. And it's there getting prepared. We've been told it'll be out in about a week or two. Okay. Love that. Because I know that there's so many people yeah. who are watching and or listening that they like to listen and consume. Yeah. So watch for that within the next two weeks. You should be able to get it on Audible. Love it. And as soon as that's out, Larry, if you wouldn't mind having somebody from your staff, just send me a message. I'll put that out to the Titans so that everybody can download sure. that and start engaging this way if you're not accustomed to doing it this way. Um, so I do want to go to the next question. Okay. Now, this is the tricky part of the interview in the series. It's the challenge question. Okay. Now, I, I engage every Titan the same way with this because at the end of the day, we all have challenges in our lives. We all have struggles and hardships, sure. whether it's in the past, now, or we haven't experienced it yet. But I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but how we respond, what we can learn, and what sure. we can share. Um, and not to downplay pain or sorrow, whether it's right. personal or professional. But uh, Larry, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge with everybody out there that you might have dealt with, that you overcame and learned from, that you're stronger because of it, what's it look like for you? Well, I'll share a personal challenge and then a business challenge, okay. maybe uh, one of each. Sure. But, uh, the, uh, and if you read the book, or if you've read the book, you know my story that uh, when I was in the first grade, I contracted encephalitis. Okay. And encephalitis is a disease of the brain, and the brain gets hot and swells, and uh, uh, you'll go into a coma. Uh, some people don't wake up from it. They die. Uh, oh, wow. Back uh, when I was young, the two greatest fears was uh, to have either polio or encephalitis. Hmm. And so I went into a coma. I was able to wake up, but I woke up with uh, slurred speech and uh, paralysis of one leg. Unreal. So I was a kid in grade school that kind of walked funny, talked funny, mm -hmm. 
uh, was laughed at, uh, was never picked to play on the team. Wow. They were choosing sides and nobody wanted me. Sure. But um, uh, what I learned from that was a couple things. Number one, I learned humility. Mm. Uh, number two, I learned that uh, I could do it, but I had to work harder than everybody else. Okay. So I developed a work ethic. And number three, my mother said, she was an encourager, and she says, you know, just hang in there. <clears throat> you're going to overcome this, and you're going to outgrow this, and, and you can do this. Mm. And uh, she was right. So uh, I think that uh, was helpful in my uh, work ethic and uh, uh, my humility. Yeah. Uh, the, the next challenge that happened for me was um, in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I went to college to be an architect. Okay. And I wanted, I had this vision of uh, designing beautiful buildings and so on. Well, um, I switched from architecture school to business mm -hmm. and ended up in real estate in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So we started a development business. Okay. And we started creating beautiful buildings and wow. uh, building uh, neighborhoods. And uh, <clears throat> what I learned about the development business is that um, uh, it's a very risky business. And I remember we were developing an office park. Mm -hmm. And our development loan was 7%, and within six months, it was 22%. This was in the early 1980s. Whoa. And uh, it almost took us down. Mm. And I can remember some sleepless nights. Yeah. Um, I recovered from that and then went out and did it again. Mm. And uh, almost went broke a second time. Uh, fortunately, did not. Unreal. Wow. But um, about that time, and this was in the early 90s. Okay. Uh, I attended a workshop by a good friend of mine named Paul Cortis. Paul, mm -hmm. at the time, was a human resource manager at Hewlett Packard. Okay. And he had a, a little exercise on finding your purpose. Mm. And I'd like to just share it with you. I would love it. And uh, it's a pretty simple little exercise. Uh, first of all, the belief is that all of us are here for a purpose. We're not here by accident. Sure. Uh, Secondly, our job is to figure out what that purpose is, to discover our purpose. Mm -hmm. The third idea is that the universe will give us clues, mm -hmm. and we have to pick up on those clues. Okay. So what Paul asked me to do is he says, draw a line on a piece of paper, uh, kind of a timeline. Okay. Okay, so just and start at zero and go all the way out to whatever your current age is. Mm -hmm. He said, now, I want you to recall the first thing you can remember as a child. And I think I was about two years old. I was standing on a chair. My mother was getting me dressed for church. Hmm. And I don't know why that was what I remembered, but that's, he says, okay, start there. Okay. Okay. Now, above the line, I want you to write down and put a little mark by the years, hmm. the best experiences of your life. What were the highlights in your whole life? I mean, when you felt the most confident, the most happy, the most loved, the most excited, the most hmm. passionate, what were those great times? And so I, I'm jotting those times down, okay? He says, now below the line, I want you to document the worst of times. Hmm. When you were the most afraid, when you were the most, uh, you know, sick, or, or, you know, you lacked confidence, or uh, frustrated, or, you know, angry, or sure. whatever it was below the line. Hmm. So I did that, and he says, now take a look and see if there's some common threads. Okay. Take it above the line. Uh, what were you doing? Were there similar activities? Uh, were you working alone or with people? If you were with people, what kind of people? What kind of activities? Interesting. And all at once, I started to see common threads. Hmm. He says, now look below the line. And look at those experiences. And <clears throat> mostly look at the experiences over which you have control. Hmm. 
So for example, my mother was killed in a car wreck when I was young. That was a horrible experience for me, but I didn't really have control of that. Right. So I'm not going to look at that one. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I did have some control over, right. what I noticed was a very clear pattern. Mm. And here's what I noticed. Even though I had talent as an ar uh, you know, in architecture and design and development, and that was my passion, my worst experiences were in the development business. Interesting. And he says, I think the universe is trying to give you a clue. Okay. That you should stop doing this. Wow. Okay. And above the line, in every case, you know, uh, other than when I met my wife, right, and got married or my kids, mm -hmm. professionally, every case was when I was teaching. Unreal. Okay. And he says, Larry, I think the universe is telling you that you should get out of the development business, and you should devote yourself to the teaching. Wow. And that was in 1994. That's when I started teaching Ninja Seller. Unreal. And the rest is history as we are right now and yeah. I, I'm glad and I know that somebody else uh, who are watching or listening are as well that you went through that process and yeah. that you're doing what you do Larry and it's that but that is um, mind altering and really big thought process so hopefully everybody out there you know pauses rewinds this and listens to that and does that exercise I know I'm going to be doing that exercise That's a great exercise. Well. I think that it's a, a wonderful way to address um, your life and your patterns and your situations and going through and help you kind of figure out as you stated what's your passion what's your purpose uh, you know, there's so much thought process into you sharing those um, th those painful situations or struggles. But again, it's all positive mentality and thought process. Everything that you went through as a child, and you right. look at it as, you know, I learned humility, mm -hmm. and I went through, and I understood work ethic, mm -hmm. and these are all positive things. Where some people would say, "Gosh, you know, I'm dealing with this problem or this disease," and and they let it defeat them instead of right. letting it make them greater right. and, and really living right. in that. So it's inspiring out there to everybody, myself included, because we all have that, Larry. And um, it, But it really is a thought process. It's a mindset. You have to work at this. It's, it yeah. doesn't just happen. And, um, you know, we're, we're all going through these struggles and challenges now, in the past or in the future, whatever the case may be. But you just have to have that positive thought process mentality. If this man did it, <laughs> everybody can do it. And then, again, look at what you've overcame and look at what you have become because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just thank you, thank you for sharing that because sure. it's not easy to do out for everybody. But uh, I definitely want to go to a softer question, okay? Because we went through, we got through the hard stuff. <laughs> but um, this one ends up being uh, one of my favorites, and this is the travel back in time question. Now, this isn't designed to go back and change anything that you sure. did because everything positive or negative made us who we are today. Sure. But if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any time frame any age range, whether it's personally, professionally, what would you say to young Larry? Going back, looking at it, I think um, if, you, if you have an idea and you've done the homework, you've done your work, that's the key, mm -hmm. um, go ahead and take action and don't let people talk you out of it. Mm. I was easily talked out uh, for years and finally realized that, uh, you know what, I think I've done the homework, but I think this is a good idea. Mm and I should go ahead and do this. Um, if you need to enroll others, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I learned was um, from the, the book about strengths, The Strength Finder. Okay. Uh, I don't, have you taken The Strength Finder? I have not, I have not. Uh, Donald Clifton devoted his life basically to the research of human potential, and mm -hmm. what he discovered was uh, we have 35 strengths, uh, that, but 
you, you have five strengths that usually start to develop by the time you're five, six, seven years old, that if you were to develop those, you could be world class. Mm. And the key is finding out what those strengths are. Right. So I took the strength finder. If okay. <laughs> I took it when I was 50. Wow. If I had it to do over, sure. I would have taken it when I got out of college. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So buy the book. Yeah. And um, it's uh, Donald Clifton and uh, Marcus Buckingham. Okay. That wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, I'm a st- what they call a strategic. Mm-hmm. Now a strategic has the ability to see the future. Wow. Can see through the fog, mm-hmm. and see the clear path. And the strategic doesn't realize other people can't see it. Uh huh. So I could see what was about to happen and what we should be doing. But the other people couldn't see it, hmm. and and so I couldn't, either didn't want to convince them or couldn't convince them, so we didn't do it. Hmm. And then later we said, we should have done that. Ah, oh, come on. Okay. Yeah. So um, what I learned over the years was what I have to be better at is how do I communicate that vision? Hmm. I mean, it's clear to me. Sure. But it's I need to know that it's not clear to everybody, and I need to find ways to be a better communicator. That was what I learned about myself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But um, I will say this, and, and my wife and I were at a party uh, okay. a year or so ago, and we're going around the table, and everybody was saying, if you could come back as somebody, who would you come back as? Ah, interesting. And there were all these famous people and you sure. know, uh, wealthy people and sports people and mm-hmm. you know, politicians and, and all these. And they kind of got to us, yeah. and we looked at each other and we said, this may sound crazy, but we would come back as us. Ah, oh, I love that. I mean, we've been very blessed. Yeah. And we've had a great life. And if I could rewind and do it all over again, hmm. I would do it again. That's huge. And, and the second time, we'd be better. Yeah. Because sure. we learned some things. I've taken the strength finder, for example, right. and stuff like that. Earlier, earlier and on. I, I probably wouldn't have done the development business, but the development business led to ninja selling, you know. There you go. So you always there's always a, you know, a positive hmm. if you look for it. I, I agree, and I think that yeah. that uh, why I really enjoy that question in particular, and for everybody, is we can't go back. We don't have a time machine or crystal right. ball, but that's information that you're saying to your younger self or looking back on that we can all implement today. Right. We don't right. have to wait. Yeah. We can go and, and make those changes in thought processes. Right. And we can't affect our past. It, it's done. It's gone. Right. But we can affect today. You bet. And that's that's huge advice out to everybody out there. You know, on the mentoring side, uh, your question is great, and what you're doing is great. Uh, reminds me, I taught for ten years in the College of Business hmm. at uh, Colorado State University. Okay. And uh, they have a real estate program there. You can get a degree in real estate from there. Love it. And um, so I felt my role was to try to rewind. If I could do anything over again, what would I do different, and how can I help them do it at the age of 21, not at the age of 50 or 60? Yes. Are you following me? Yeah. And um, one of the things I gave uh, uh, many times, uh, I would always give them a book for uh, when they finished the class. Okay. The Strength Finder was one of the books. Love it. So. You know, and going into it and thinking about that, it's that is really the the ultimate goal for so many people who are, who are hungry, who are thirsty for this knowledge. And yes. not everybody is, and they're happy with their current situation, yeah. and um, that's okay. But there's a lot of people who really do want to grow, who really mm-hmm. do want to change their lives. And 
um, having access and an opportunity to to meet with you and and people upon your staff and then getting pieces of advices here and there are just absolutely fantastic so hopefully everybody's really excited about this information as we continue to go and we're going through and we're about to get to one of the crowd pleasers on top of this which is the next question into okay. it, Larry. Um, and talking about books, we already mentioned a few going through, uh -huh. but this is the education phase. So sure. people want to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow their minds, how they're really looking at it from information they're putting inside. Sure. So books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers, coaches, things like that. Any form, how are you feeding your mind? You know, I'm a... Uh, uh, my modality by, is visual. Okay. So I'm, I'm a visual learner. So I read, uh, whether it's um, news feeds okay. online or whether it's books. Mm -hmm. um, I occasionally will listen to, uh, uh, to books or listen to podcasts or yep. whatever, but I, I primarily am a visual learner. Okay. Uh, I, I prefer that. And um, I haven't yet gotten into, you know, like when I'm skiing or when I'm riding my bike, mm -hmm. listening to books. Okay. My son does that all the time. Yeah. And he keeps telling me I, sh I should do that. So... Um, Maybe that's next on my agenda because um, I, I do read two or three books a month. Okay. Uh, my two books this month that I'm uh, passionate about, number one is Atomic Habits. You've probably heard of that mm -hmm. from James Clear. Yeah. And um, The Infinite Game mm -hmm. by uh, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Both are great books. For sure. So. I, I haven't read that one yet. I love Simon. Uh-huh. Great, great yeah, author, that sort of thing. And. Uh, but I love the fact that you had mentioned, you know, you really look at it from the standpoint, this is how you consume your data. You're getting it from different sources and it's okay no matter where it's coming from right. or going through. You mentioned your son listening to audiobooks and, and files right. along those lines. There's so many professionals out there that prefer it that way as well, but everybody has their um, uh, pros and cons. I love it all. Uh -huh. I, personally, I enjoy the physical touch of a book and folding uh -huh. it over and highlighting and rereading, but as I'm driving, as I'm exercising, sure. it's nice to just be able to consume great content all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, we all need a break every once yeah. in a while, but constantly learning and growing is the message. Uh, so any other thoughts? Can, uh, can I offer you a, a book? Have you, have you read or listened to Outwitting the Devil? I have not. Have you heard of it? I, it's, it's on my list. Um, shout out to Barry uh, Overton, a fellow Titan. He had, that was the first time that I had heard that, and it uh -huh. is on my lengthy list of books to read well for for our our friends that are watching um a little history yeah it's written by napoleon hill mm -hmm. and of course napoleon hill was famous for his book think and grow rich which he published in 1937 love that the next year 1938 he wrote outwitting the devil mm -hmm. and he knew it would be controversial so he said it cannot be published in my lifetime mm -hmm. so napoleon hill passed away in 1970 and his widow said it can't be published in my lifetime Wow. So this book that was written in 1938 wasn't published until 2011. Unreal. Okay. I did not know that. And uh, it's it's a phenomenal book, and it is a book where he interviews the devil, hmm. and it's a book that I would highly recommend that you listen to. Yeah. Because they have these two voices. They've got Napoleon cool. Hill's voice, and then they have the voice of the devil. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that's great. It's it's a it's a great listen. Yeah, I just, but that's so, it, to me, it's exciting. And, and that, that lineage and that story, again, that just fascinates me. I'm just naturally curious to hear why people do what they do and, uh -huh. and the content that's out there. And there's just, there's an endless amount. Um, so everybody out there, just continue to learn and grow and, and do the best you possibly can. I'm going to have links in the comments down below, as always, books and sites and everything so you can engage and learn. 
very similar to how this man is doing. And again, reach out. Um, Ninja Selling is absolutely fantastic and phenomenal. There's so many top producers that have been on this show, let alone across the world, that absolutely love and swear by it. But um, Larry, this has just been chock full of amazing information, takeaways, super compelling for everybody out who's watching or listening. I want to wrap everything up with a final question. Uh-huh. Now, this one ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional, what's that look like for Larry Kendall? Well, this is something that my wife and I have practiced for, I don't know when we came up with this, probably 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But we want to, it's really very simple, live simple, think big, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Just those three phrases, live wow. simple, think big, make a difference. So um, I think we live in a very complicated world and mm-hmm. it's harder today to live simple. All right. Okay, but uh, there's some clarity that comes with that, some focus that comes if you all just try to, and I try to, in our, in our training, keep everything simple. Sure. This doesn't have to be compli- uh, complicated. Let's, let's take the complicated and make it simple. Right. But at the same time, let's think big. Hmm. Let's have big dreams and big visions, and, and let's make sure that we're always making a difference. So hmm. live simple, think big, make a difference. You're living all that and more, Larry. And I know that sums you up beautifully, and I'm so glad that you had really wrapped that whole thing up in here. And to, to everybody out there and to myself, I, I can't thank you enough. It was an absolute honor and pleasure. You're an official real estate oh, titan, my well, friend. thank you. Thank you Always, always finish with that, you know. But thank yeah. you again, Larry. And everybody, thank you, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like your, what we're doing with, with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like the Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. And we are almost... It's getting there.